1: Welcome to It's an S-Pod thing, the podcast revisiting every episode of S-Club 7's insane TV show. I'm Sophie Davis and joining me on this journey from Miami to Spain will be a range of guests who may or may not have seen the show before. Either way, we're going to analyse it in more detail than anyone ever asked for. If you're an S-Club fan like me and remember watching the show, hopefully this podcast will bring it all back to you. you. So my guest on the podcast today is Claire Brunton. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining me. So to start with, I'd like to know what is your history with S Club 7 and have you ever seen this TV show before?
2: Uh, I'm a big S Club 7 fan. Uh, I was a big fangirl as a kid. This, uh, not to use the pun that you also use, this brought it all back for, for me. But <laughs> um, I remember watching the show on CBBC, like whenever, whatever day it aired, like always rushing home to watch it. It was like primetime viewing. Some of the first CDs I ever bought were S Club 7. Um, Yeah, like huge, huge fan. Knew all the dances, know all the words still. <laughs> do you,
1: so you remember watching the show, do you kind of remember any specific like series more than others because obviously they're in a different location in each Mm -hmm. series so I'm just wondering a lot of people seem to remember the Miami series quite clearly and then they sort of drifted off a bit
2: I think LA 7 is the one I remember the most to Mm -hmm. the point that I always forget that they did Hollywood 7 because I think in my mind they were the same because Hollywood is in LA Um...
1: (laughs) and they leave and then they immediately go back
2: yeah (laughs) yeah And I remember the Spanish one. Is it Viva S Club? I remember that one the least, but I remember mm-hmm. all the American ones. and um, I went to LA with my friend a few years ago and we were going down like Venice Beach and there were loads of people on roller skates and we were like, Oh my god, it's just like LA seven and then we were like, <laughs> We should have got roller skates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should have done like a tour of all the locations. We should
2: have. We we genuinely not we've let ourselves down here. <laughs>
1: we should organize you could do a sort of cross the u.s tour go to miami first yeah then go to la and then for some reason that i don't quite understand yet go to barcelona do i don't you, like really? you i don't I, fully remember that series
2: i've been to all those places so i'm like what is wrong with me <laughs> why have i not done the seven tour of all of these places
1: yeah you've um, unintentionally been following them
2: do you do you think that they went to spain for like filming tax breaks
1: I don't know it's strange I mean it's it's weird for a start that they did LA and then clearly they were intending to go somewhere different afterwards mm-hmm. because they were leaving in the finale and then they were just like ah we'll just send them back to LA <laughs> um I don't know Barcelona it'll be interesting I'll have to see if there's any kind of behind the scenes videos mm-hmm. or anything because I would be interested to know why they went for Spain so, maybe mm. they wanted to be closer to home I'm not sure really
2: Yeah, maybe they gave up on the American dream.
1: It does sound like they were knackered having to go back and forth to (laughs) America like every year, shooting a TV show really intensively and then going back and having to record like a whole album every single year.
2: That's it. Like they worked hard. They like did all the albums, all the music videos, tours, did a TV show. Like I know that there were seven of them, but they were working.
1: Yeah, m- a massive amount of work across, like, four years, and then, rightfully, they decided to break up because they were just knackered. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and you can't blame them.
1: So, today, we're talking about Hollywood 7, Episode 6, which is called The Fan, and it aired on CBBC on the 1st of November, 2001. Um, The whole fan thing is a bit of a subplot, really, because the episode is mostly about the band making their first music video. Um, It opens with the boys kind of well they say practicing don't they there's a lot of talk about practicing in this episode and I'm not really sure how exactly you practice for a music video but it gets mentioned a lot
2: well my concern was actually the fact that the girls were mocking them for it I was like if you're in a music (laughs) video you should be practicing you should know your lyrics and you should know your moves like the boys are for once doing the right thing why are we being mean to them
1: because the girls walk in and are kind of like what are you doing how embarrassing and tragic that you're singing
2: i know and it's like their reaction was poor what the boys were doing was very strange they had all cramped into that teeny tiny corner and were rehearsing into a plant and a window so like in fairness i get where joe and hannah were coming from what were they doing It is very tragic but let's not mock them for doing their job
1: yeah and i like how they're kind of using random objects as microphones aren't they like bradley's got a barbie doll and john's got a shoe that he's singing yeah into.
2: It, it's the shoe for me <laughs> what are we doing here
1: and bradley's sort of beatboxing as well which i'm pretty sure isn't part of the song but it should no. be
2: <laughs> i do like that song but it did it grated on me by the end of it <laughs>
1: Yeah, it comes up over and over again. Oh, we'll talk about the song later, but <laughs> I also liked how in this scene, Bradley is wearing a cap that's also a bandana. Never seen that combo before. I loved it.
2: The fashion. It was only a very small episode. And actually, the fashion in this episode isn't that bad, but it just uh, there were so many memories of the clothes.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of tie-dye, isn't there? Yeah. Because this episode takes place across like about four or five days, so there's a lot of different outfits Mm-hmm, a lot of tie-dye. Yeah. Bradley's got like a different bandana on in every scene. And yeah. I don't I think I think it peaked with this first one where it was a bandana slash cap at the same yeah. time.
2: Definitely. They brought out the big guns first.
1: <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> so the band go to wherever the music video shoot is happening. And yeah, they have this conversation where the girls are a bit nervous and starting to regret the fact that they haven't practiced. And their manager Dean is like, "You didn't practice <laughs> again. What what is there to practice unless they like don't know the words to their own song? Because there doesn't seem to be a sort of fixed dance routine either, does there? They're all just sort of like mm-hmm. shimmying around in every shot.
2: But maybe if they had practiced, potentially a routine, they were maybe sent. They wouldn't be shimmying. Yeah, because <laughs> this is. I loved the, like when the director turns up and the managers annoyed at them for not practicing. I was like, okay." this is a kids TV show this isn't this isn't media or media but I was like did none of these people know how music videos are actually created because Paul's got his little like (laughs) book like we have all of these ideas for our music video and it's like would you not have discussed them weeks ago in a meeting so that the props and costume department sorted it all out for you Yeah, because the director is also just sort of making it
1: up as he goes along. (laughs) He's supposed to be the best in the business, and he turns up and he's basically like, um, (laughs) coming up with themes on the spot. The people who are like the costume department on that shoot must be having a terrible time. He's like, go to the shop now.
2: I've just written, the poor costume department. (laughs) Did love the director turned up on a little e-scooter very ahead of his time. Um, You know, just saying never trust anyone on e-scooter clearly
1: yeah as soon as he sort of glides in you're like i know what this guy's about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. his name's andrew maplethorpe good name and yeah he's immediately very arrogant he doesn't really know what the band is called he doesn't remember dean even though they've apparently met before Mm -hmm. um but Dean is being a bit of a doormat in this episode because he, he leaves quite quickly, doesn't he? He's supposed to be their manager. Away. And he's like, bye, guys. He doesn't like want the drama.
2: Cartoon puff of smoke behind him as he runs quickly.
1: And yeah, as you said, the boys in particular are like we've got some ideas for the video. Paul gets out a whole notepad and is like, I took the liberty of writing some ideas down, but the director just shuts it down immediately. He tells them that they're basically performing circus animals and nothing else.
2: And I struggled with that because I was like, "That that is harsh. That's very harsh terminology, Mr. Maplethorpe." But on the <laughs> other hand, He's not wrong. He, he is the director and they are the performers, so they should do what the director tells them to do.
1: Yeah, considering, you know, in the world of this show, they're a brand new band. They've only just got a record deal. This is their first music mm-hmm. video. They're, they're very confident in speaking their minds. Yes. They're, they're basically like, you suck. We want to do things our
2: way. But we also didn't rehearse or tell anyone what our ideas yeah. were until just now
1: yeah because the first theme he suggests is well he doesn't suggest the theme he says they're going to do is yin and yang with the girls in black
2: and the boys in white and what i love it's not even yin and yang it's ninjas yeah
1: (laughs) the boys are in like white sort of karate outfits the girls are are ninjas in black and they're all just sort of (laughs) waving swords around but i love how when he suggests it they're all just like oh you've got to be joking haven't you (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: so unimpressed
2: and it's like well maybe see i mean i get when they're in the costumes it does look ridiculous but yeah like they should have known that maybe it maybe it's all the fault of the poor manager who didn't tell them what the concept was but they really should have known these things and then they look like they're unhappy but then you get you cut to when they're on the outfits and paul particularly is having the time of his life <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's waving a sword around. I mean, he's probably happy because he's got the lead in this song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. To be fair to S Club 7, this theme does not fit the song at all because the the song they're shooting a video for is Summertime Feeling, Mm -hmm. which I think is a strange choice because, you know, as we've said, in the world of this show, this is their first music video, so presumably this is going to be their first single. And in reality, it was like an album track. It's
2: fine, but it's mid tier. We'll it's, it's an
1: album track sung yeah. by Paul and Bradley, <laughs> and they're like, "This is the one."
2: Yeah, it's a mid tier song. You know, it's it's fine. It's listenable. You don't skip it, but it's not. If you're making an S Club playlist, you're not putting it on that either.
1: Yeah, it's it's probably also the easiest song to actually choose a theme for because it's literally just about how great Summertime. summer is. Yeah. yeah. It's not hard, Andrew Maplethorpe.
2: <laughs> You're in, Hol- but he's try He's in Hollywood, and he's trying to. He doesn't want to go for the cliche because any old idiot from the UK can be like, "Well, it's a song about summer, so let's make it summery." He's like, "No, I'm an artist. I will do things and concepts." <laughs> uh, yeah, I looked up this actor who I
1: think he does a pretty good job. He he's still mm. acting now. He Aww. was he was in that. Um, that Ted Bundy movie recently one of the various Ted Bundy movies he saw oh, doing God. stuff he's called Ke- Kevin McClatchy um i think he's pretty good in this pretty pretty one note character but he does it very well
2: yeah he's so, he's convincing he seems like a jackass
1: yeah so after this this first attempt which nobody's happy with uh the band gets to have a little break bradley's getting some food and uh, a sort of young teenage girl, I guess she looks about 12 or something, mm. she runs over to them and asks for Bradley's autograph. And Paul and John run over there and pretty much slap the notepad out of Bradley's it hand. they ruined the
2: whole experience for Bradley and the girl who we later found out somehow was called Charlotte. But like, <laughs> this could, they're like, oh my God, it's such a big exciting moment. You should enjoy it as we run over and interrupt. you ruined it. <laughs> Yeah, because I first I thought they were going to be, like, jealous. I thought that's why they yeah. were running over.
1: But no, me they're too. just like, Bradley, you need to take this seriously. This is a big moment for you.
2: Yeah, as we just block this girl's view of you and stop any natural conversation of you telling her thank you for being a fan, and you write your signature, like, seven times in her book.
1: <laughs> this did make me laugh when Paul looks at the autograph and goes, why have you written Bromley Madhouse? <laughs> <laughs> That was, like, my humour when I was a child. I think I would have, like, died laughing at that when I was younger. I still (laughs) enjoyed it now. But why have you written Broadly Madhouse?
2: I just got too logical and started getting confused about why this girl only wants Bradley's autograph, because I'm like, sure, maybe Bradley is her favourite, but she must be a fan of him because of the band. So why does she not also want John and Paul's autographs?
1: yeah she like doesn't even look at them just (laughs) not interested at all (laughs) and they're like an up-and-coming band so surely you know she could get all of their autographs and then she might be able to like you know brag to people or get some money for it but no she just wants bradley nobody else
2: yeah it's like okay like you do you charlotte but that's a bit odd hello can i have your autograph me yes please
0: Hey, look, Bradley's been asked for his autograph.
1: Bradley, stop! Wait, stop it! Wait, stop it! You made me go wrong now. Bradley, you can't just rush into
2: these things. This is a significant moment. What do you mean? It's the first time any one of us has been asked for a autograph. This is history in the making. Bradley. Ah, you drugged me. Now I've got to start all over again. (sighs) Why have you written
0: Bromley Madhouse?
1: I haven't. It says... Bradley McIntosh. No, it doesn't. Listen, she asked me for my autograph, right? <laughs> so I'll do it my way, alright? I'm going uh, right. thing. Pen's run out. Yeah, after that little encounter the director has had another idea so the band are now in cowboy outfits but they're, they're sort of next to like a sea lion enclosure because <laughs> at first I was like okay they're at an aquarium but then they're dressed as cowboys and they're sort of standing in a little sort of cowboy set it's very odd
2: it whoever wrote or made the choices for this episode like location and costume Just rather than thinking what would actually be a bad music video, it's like they wrote out okay music video ideas. So, you know, aquarium, cowboys, this, that. And then we're like jumping them all up and just pair them (laughs) randomly. Because like cowboys, I know that they hated it. Cowboys have a time and a place. Aquariums, time and a place. But it's like they went, what are the two things that go least together? These two. That's how we'll know it's a bad music video.
1: Yeah, because later they're like, they're inside the aquarium, aren't they? So maybe Mm -hmm. they just had the aquarium for the day and they were like, you can be inside the aquarium for one idea and then you can be outside the aquarium with the seals for the other There's idea
2: so many like tourist locations to the point that i was like did did the hollywood tourism board pay for this episode <laughs> like <laughs> please just come and do a little scene at every different tourist location and then we can put it on adverts i quite like
1: this bit where the director says so the look i'm going for now is and then it cuts to bradley addressed <laughs> as a cowboy who just goes very camp <laughs> but the director is kind of like oh i don't i don't expect the ignorant to understand my art
2: (laughs) that's it and it's like he's the the actor sells it very well and then you get poor rachel and i do think of the episode rachel is the like most valuable player of the episode rachel really like does her best this episode Mm -hmm. and she tries to have a word and is like these just they don't they don't work for us
1: yeah it's a weird pairing isn't it because I think it comes up later that this director has a sort of a reputation for these quite sort of avant-garde music videos yes. and I, I don't know why he's been paired up with S Club 7 and and also the things he's coming up with for them aren't particularly avant-garde anyway they're just quite basic like yeah. a child's idea of a music video you can all be cowboys they're not they yeah. could be weirder like music videos get mentioned later which sound a lot weirder than what actually happens in the episode
2: do do you think there was an element of the band saying we're not doing that <laughs> i doubt they had that much power to be honest true very true they're not the divas they- that they're portrayed to be in this episode
1: yeah well we get a sort of running joke where the director keeps getting all of their names wrong and they always correct him but he just doesn't care. I admire his commitment and I like how he's sort of directing them around all the time like he's coming up with absolute gold.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. He's like Rebecca and-, and Tracy come over here.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he he so I like that his punishment is because there's seven of them like if you challenge me you go to the back
1: yes because again Paul is annoyed later on because the boys are at the back and they're the only ones who practiced how unfair is that
2: and it's true it is unfair but then they also called out the director so
1: <laughs> yeah any because there's so many of them there is a like a hierarchy in the video you have yeah. to like work to get the spotlight and suck <laughs> up to the director Oh. <laughs> but he, he changes his mind quite quickly about the cowboy idea as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we go to the end of the day. The band have accomplished nothing, but for once in this show, it
2: wasn't their fault this time. It was the director. Um, I liked that Bradley's like, what oh, I think maybe it's Johnny's like, what a day. And I'm like, it's clearly still quite bright <laughs> daytime. I think you were there for like two hours. At best. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is the most work they've ever done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> does seem like it.
1: They're sort of laughing about all the costumes, aren't they? And John, like, points at Bradley and tells him he looks like a Wally. And Bradley's like, these are my real clothes.
2: And it's probably for the whole episode the least wacky clothes Bradley wears. Like, he's what, wearing (laughs) just a plain black or grey vest top?
1: Yeah, where's the bandana cap gone? (laughs) Exactly. It's just like a black vest top and some jeans. And John's (laughs) like, lol, you
2: look stupid. (laughs) nice of john yeah bradley
1: decides to go home presumably because he's just been absolutely shamed by john <laughs> uh, so he splits away from the others and the little girl from before appears suddenly from behind a palm tree mm-hmm. and rather than being like oh hey it's you from before bradley immediately flees and is absolutely terrified
2: yeah and so I was like what why is bradley so suddenly scared of this child but also Like, where are her friends and or family? Where where are her parents
1: throughout (laughs) this whole episode? (laughs) Um,
2: But I thought, you know, it's quite ahead of its time looking at, you know, fan privacy, like privacy of stars and fan culture and all of that. It's like, that's quite like a modern thing that they've addressed. It's just that they don't really ever address it.
1: Yeah, because she at this point, she hasn't really done anything particularly creepy. She sort of does later, mm-hmm. like a, a bit invasive. But at this point, she's he's met her and then she's turned up somewhere else and he's like, ah, and he like runs all the way home and she's following him. It's kind of shot a bit like it's a sort of, you know, a horror film situation. Yeah. But the song that's playing over it is You're My Number One. So it's it was, a bit of a contrast.
2: It was a little bit Scooby-Doo-esque as well. yeah. I expected her to, like, pop out of a room. But I thought, like, that girl, she gets, like, what, two lines in the entire episode? She just Mm. has to do so much awkward smiling, and she does it so well for what is basically a nothing role. I was like, she she smiles creepily very well.
1: Yeah, she does a lot of, like, she sort of bites her lip quite Mm. a bit. Like, she's, that's her sort of, it is quite creepy, to be fair. Yeah.
2: I'm like I felt for her because it's like, just give her a couple of other lines. Give her something to say. Just let her be like, Bradley, I love you, but instead she just has to smile and like wave a little banner. It's like, okay.
1: Yeah, it's just a lot a lot of face acting, but she, <laughs> she does what she can. Yeah. The next day, back to the shoot, the band are now inside the aquarium and they're wearing Massive are these like diving suits? I don't think I've ever seen those before.
2: I oh, was it. They kind of looked like hazmat suits, almost.
1: Yeah, because divers wear really sort of skin type yeah. suits, don't they? And it's like a a sort of inflated version of that, like violet Beauregard or something. I
2: wonder if they're like for smell. So, like, if you have to go in and feed, like, go into one of the big kind of rooms and feed something particularly foul smelling to a foul smelling aquarium creature maybe it's like to protect you
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that i don't have any mm. better ideas
2: yeah because i don't really know what they were at first i thought they were maybe meant to be like shark costumes you know like Katy perry did like yeah wait, but no they're like ikea bags almost <laughs> and the director looks at
1: them and kind of goes okay like even he isn't sure about this idea <laughs> now that it's actually in front of them, he's like hmm not sure about this one
2: is this the time, though, where he says that he is God and they are his subjects?
1: Yeah, because Paul <laughs> sort of complains, doesn't he? Like, oh, what? this is the point where he's like, oh, why are we at the back? Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, says, I'm the director, so I'm God and you are my subjects.
2: <laughs> and it, I felt like it was, as a child, slightly confusing because I was like, am not a child now. Um, but, you know... He's trying to teach them good manners, but he's also being a terrible person. So it's like, well, do we challenge our elders and those in charge or do we not?
1: Yeah, very mixed messages. To be fair, that's every episode of this show. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the fan storyline, as you kind of alluded to before, the fan storyline does have a little bit of a good message, I think. Obviously, we'll talk about that at the end, but Mm. I think it's possibly the closest any episode of this show has got to an actual good, good message for the children watching.
2: (laughs) No wonder we're all such messy adults.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's basically like, don't stalk famous people. And that's the one takeaway from this show.
0: (laughs) When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Paul's sort of kicking off because he's like, "Oh, we've practiced and we're at the back." And yeah, I wrote down here. I think any anyone who did any sort of performance as a child will probably identify with Paul here because I used to dance, and it was always really frustrating when someone was like at the front. Who didn't know any of the routines. And I think I think that gets that gets expressed quite well here via Paul. <laughs> but although Paul is an adult, so I don't think it's justified that he's like, oh, that's unfair. They
2: don't know what they're doing and they're at the front. See, whereas I was a stage kid, so when you're like doing theatre, you're told where you stand, and that's your position, because otherwise you throw off everyone. So I'm like, yeah. I do what the director tells me to do. That idea
1: he's also not happy with for obvious reasons, we then cut to the boys as angels and the girls as devils, and Rachel has had enough, even though this is probably the best <laughs> outfit so far. Yeah, I thought they all
2: looked quite nice. I did wonder, was this like a dig at Steps? Because didn't Steps do a music video where they wore devil horns?
1: Yeah, oh, they did a, a cover of Better was- the Devil You Know, yeah. didn't they? And hmm. I was like, is this some
2: weird rival dig? (laughs) steps hmm yeah i wonder when that came out i used to love steps i can't remember i I liked steps i loved s club seven so if they were secretly feuding i'm team s (laughs) club
1: yeah maybe that was it that was that was a step too far for rachel (laughs) stevens she was like i was okay with the diving costume but this is the last straw i'm not having it Mm -hmm. it's quite a standard sort of devil's like halloween costume but she's like nope, I'm taking a stand. She tells the director she's refusing to wear this outfit and and he tells her to stand, uh, quote, way back there behind Helen and the boys, (laughs) which did make me laugh.
2: Yeah, it's brilliant.
1: Every time he gets one of the names wrong, I did have a little laugh. (laughs) I like S Club 7 being disrespected in this show.
2: Like, come on, in the first song, they taught us all their names.
1: (laughs) He he isn't aware of their work. He barely Clearly. even knows. When they show up, doesn't he call them like "You're the S Band"? Oh something yeah, like he that? does.
2: Yeah,
1: he does not care.
2: See, if they'd have not gone with "Summertime Feeling" and they'd have gone with one of the original songs, maybe he would have known who they were. They picked a mid-tier song. He has no interest.
1: Yeah, that that should have been their introductory song. Mm-hmm. I wonder who chose "Summertime Feeling" for this because you think it would be a bit more targeted to this is their first single.
2: I guess so because isn't it like almost in every episode they go through a different like album track until by the end of the episode they've covered all the songs So I guess they were just like we need to do something with this song and they were like they can do a music video
1: <laughs> yeah because a few episodes ago they they did don't stop moving already nice
2: as like
1: they were doing a performance to sort of impress the record label and get mm-hmm. signed and that did make sense yeah. so they've already done don't stop moving um what else is there from this album it's just a summertime feeling like one of the last songs on a, on this particular album
2: see i'm a big fan of you which is the opening credit song and um, yes. show me your colors is a top fave but um... yeah
1: we've already had all of these I guess we're halfway through the series now. They've they've, they've brought out all the big guns already.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's only so many left.
1: We've still got like six episodes left, though, so we'll <laughs> have to see what they come out with now. So they do the whole angels and devils thing. The director isn't happy with that either. It's then the end of another day. Uh, some of the band go to the beach to sort of bitch about the director. And Rachel at this point goes... Well, he did do that famous video where they were all dressed in the jelly. <laughs> I want a clip of that. I need yeah. to know what dressed in the jelly means.
2: I know. Is it an, an outfit made of jelly or are they just coated in jelly? Is it a jelly suit? There's so many <laughs> so many possibilities.
1: I, they should have done that. I, I want to see S Club 7 doing a video where they're all <laughs> dressed in, the, not even jelly, it's the jelly, the jelly. for some reason. <laughs> And Tina said he also did a video where he filmed a band's internal organs. <laughs> Again, why has this guy been paired up with S Club 7? <laughs> well, who thought this was a good match at the record label?
2: Well, who are these other bands as well? Who
1: would do a video where it's just their internal organs? <laughs>
2: See, I can imagine a lot of like rock bands would do that, but then, yeah, you don't want the same director doing an S Club 7 video.
1: Yeah, and he's he's not coming up with particularly interesting stuff um, mm-hmm. considering he's got that, um, that track record yeah really, he's, he's just not bothered he's, he's took a look at them and been like ugh excuse me can I just say that I absolutely refuse to wear this outfit
0: absolutely you can say that
1: well then can I take it off no but everyone's going to see me looking completely ridiculous
0: that's not completely true why isn't it because I want you to stand way back there behind Helen and the boys
1: it's Hannah and you can't do that
0: I can and I did
1: Oh, it's so
0: unfair!
1: Costume. Oh, I don't know if I could take much more of this. Yeah, I thought this director was supposed to be good. Well, he did do that famous video where they were all dressed in the jelly. Yeah, and the video where um, he shot the band's internal organs. Yeah, maybe this won't be so bad after all. I just didn't
2: realise it would take so long. How long have we been here? Hours and hours, days and days. Not as long as your fan, though i know what am i gonna do she follows me around she's everywhere i go she's beginning to freak me out a little bit you know
1: bradley's fan is hanging around again um to be fair she's kind of she's keeping a distance but she's (laughs) just kind of standing a few meters away with a big sort of sign isn't she like jumping around saying i love bradley
2: yeah and it, it, it is weird it is odd it's a lot of staring
1: yeah just sort of locking eyes with him (laughs) constantly he's starting to get a bit uncomfortable he's quite flattered by the attention but it's getting a bit too much yeah uh so bradley's a wuss so rachel goes over there to talk to her uh and she kind of explains you know oh we appreciate the attention but it's making bradley a little bit uncomfortable and her face sort of falls a little Mm. bit and the conversation just sort of ends with
2: rachel going so do you think you can stop it that's it i wrote that down as well I was like the conversation's really lovely rachel's doing a great job she's being very clear very sensitive and then suddenly <laughs> goes so just stop it I was like, oh. <laughs> and walks away like bye yeah i was like oh you didn't stick that landing there rachel and it
1: somehow converts her into being a massive Rachel fan, because mm-hmm. the next time we see her, she's got an I love Rachel banner instead. Yeah. She really enjoyed being told to stop it. <laughs> it's
2: like, oh, Bradley was scared. Well, how? Uh, let's see how you like
1: it. They They go back to the house. They're having a moan again um they all kind of make fun of paul because he says he didn't think the cowboy outfit was that bad
2: (laughs) why is that like let the man live the cowboy outfit wasn't awful it wasn't great but cowboys are fine like let the boy they have some questionable outfits over their years of performing i feel like paul liking a hat is fine
1: yeah they're all disgusted like (laughs) paul I wrote down Paul is a little bit like a dad in this scene because he's the way he says this line, he's like, you know, with the hat and the boots, some people might have thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. And John is looking at him with a really blank expression, like, no, Paul, just no.
2: <laughs> well, because this was the point as well, I had to do, I had to stop and do some deep diving because I was trying to figure out had the Hannah Paul thing started by this point because she's kind of in the conversation and she does that over personal kind of like, oh, Paul. As if, like, she's very invested in it. And I had to do some Googling. And I was like, ah, the episode before they got together.
1: It is so bizarre, honestly. They get hypnotized out of it at the end of the episode. So
2: it's not a thing anymore. It's not a thing. Oh. Because
1: I remembered it being a big deal when I was younger. I remember it
2: being a scandal.
1: They basically, they have a quick little kiss at a party And are then immediately like, oh, why did that happen? And then they spend the rest of the episode just kind of in a bit of a tears about it. The others start getting involved and some of them are like, oh, you should go for it. Some of them are like, oh, no, gross. And then at the end of the episode, I think it's John, like, hypnotizes them out of fancying each other. and, And I'm assuming it doesn't come up again. Maybe it will, but it's not mentioned in this episode.
2: Well, because that was, I got a bit confused. I was like, are Paul and Hannah together or not? And then I googled what happened in the previous episode and it said that they had a kiss. And I was like, oh, they must be together then. And then I was like, okay, like they're keeping it cool, keeping it casual, not ruining the band, but clearly no.
1: (laughs) No, it was all gone now. It was all gone within 20 minutes. Well,
2: apparently all he needed to do was just wear a cowboy outfit and she would have been repulsed by him in the first place.
1: Yeah, she's kind of chipping, isn't isn't she? She's like, you liked it, didn't you? Mm.
2: Absolutely appalled. (laughs) They then go to the mascot outfits.
1: Yeah, it's the next day again. He's kind of, yeah, dressed them up as like furries and they're they're all different animals i think paul's is the creepiest it's kind of like a bird wearing an elvis costume mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very it's the stuff of nightmares
2: i actually liked this concept i was down for it i wanted more time before they took the heads off to be able to guess who was who
1: yeah because i tried to do that at first and then i was like oh there's no point they've already taken the heads yeah off after it's two just seconds. too quick because <laughs> you probably could tell from the movements mm-hmm. um joe is like a sort of big yellow bird well she gets away with a very shocking line as a bird i know i couldn't believe that i had to my jaw was on the floor i had to rewind it very edgy for this show she says it's plucking ridiculous i just was like how did they get away with that on cbbc that's the closest to a swear word this show's ever come i think Mm -hmm. It's plucking ridiculous. <laughs> um and the director is still not impressed he asks joe what she's doing and she goes dying a shame mainly and that's the point where she says it's plucking ridiculous mm-hmm. and i to be fair i enjoyed this bit where the director has another new idea he says this time the focus is on gina i.e <laughs> tina and tina
2: is like hold on guys this could be the one well, that's, i wrote down boo i was like boo tina don't <laughs> like be a team player Uh, tina was always my least favorite in the band so i was like i was like oh this is probably why she was my least favorite because she is a little like attention thief
1: she's been biding her time she's not gonna pass up this opportunity for the spotlight (laughs) she's like hang on guys let's hear this idea
2: out (laughs) what a snake
1: but the tina-centric video doesn't happen because the others obviously kick off Brightly Joe so. jo threatens to peck her eyes out. She's getting very into this bird costume.
2: I mean, who doesn't love a good pun? You know, you can't blame <laughs> the writers. Gotta go for it while you've got them dressed up.
1: She says something as well, doesn't she, to the director, like, oh, if I didn't have wings, I'd slap you, mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. I'd like to see a future where Paul is carrying on dressing as a cowboy and Joe is carrying on dressing as a bird, because she's clearly getting some kicks out of it. Yeah, she's feeling that life. Yeah, I think... But it, that's probably the most sort of avant-garde idea that he's had just dressing them all <laughs> as animals in really cheap looking
2: costumes <laughs> I loved it I, I love a, I love a mascot I'm, I'm always down for that
0: <laughs> you Jane what do you think you're
2: doing? Um, dying of shame mainly
0: well you aren't trying move those claws shake those tail feathers come on
2: I tell you what if I didn't have wings I'd
1: slap you
0: I beg your pardon.
1: Oh well, it's looking ridiculous.
0: Okay, okay, no concept. Oh. oh.
2: The focus
0: is Gina.
2: It's Tina. Right. You can't, you do, can't that do that. Wait, wait, I wait, wait, wait. I think I think he's got a point. I reckon this could work. Couldn't it? Do you want me to pick your eyes out? Okay, maybe it's not such a good idea. No
1: we get back to the house again bradley is quite pleased because he hasn't seen his fan since rachel had a word with her and he's like she's not outside the window she's not in my wardrobe so clearly she's been in the wardrobe at that some point like, at
2: what point did they let her in their house <laughs> like now i get why they're scared
1: <laughs> she's got a supernatural ability she can be anywhere at any time <laughs> Because Rachel, yeah, this is the point where we find out, oh, she's a Rachel fan now. Yeah. She's switched teams.
2: Bradley's like, oh, she's gone. You're a genius. And John's like, no, I'm not so sure.
1: Yeah. She's now in the garden holding a I love Rachel sign. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit, I don't know if it's now or later on, but Rachel's kind of looking out of all the windows in the house and she's there.
2: At like a horror time. film. Yeah. <laughs>
1: at one point she opens like a door and goes oh she's there as well and when i first saw it i thought she was opening the fridge (laughs) but it's not it's a door that's next to the fridge that would have been impressive if she was in the fridge
2: very impressive
1: there's a really brief scene where they all go to their manager's office and yell at him and he just sort of reiterates that this director is an absolute genius. He's the best in the business. So they've got no other option. They just have to carry on and do what he says. It's a very brief scene, just kind of reiterating what we already know, really. But I guess they wanted to get Dean in a little bit more.
2: And I did. I felt like, you know, a little bit ungrateful from the band. You know, they've spent two seasons begging for anyone to give them any sort of chance. He's gone and found them this very high profile director. And now they're complaining about that, too. <laughs>
1: they're just they're never gonna be happy s club seven this entire show is just them having a whinge no matter they just, what happens
2: they've just got to do it their own way
1: yeah that's a running thing in this show <laughs> that like we don't need
2: anyone else we're brilliant we can just do it <laughs> <laughs> and as an adult and when you have any sort of knowledge of the media industry you're like no you probably needed about <laughs> tw- two, 200 support staff to get any of this done it's like we don't need
1: this clown to direct our music video we can do it between the seven of us (laughs) someone with the fans someone suggests that um maybe she just needs a hobby and then she'll Mm -hmm. leave them alone so rachel goes out there and tries to get her into all these hobbies like well she, she suggests cycling basketball and cheerleading And then, again, this girl definitely has supernatural powers. Mm -hmm. She looks outside a few seconds later and the girl is sitting on a bike, uh, spinning a basketball on her head and wearing a cheerleading outfit with pom-poms.
2: Yeah, and I I got slightly annoyed at the cheerleading outfit because it has a B on it. And I was like, maybe the B is for Bradley, but she's moved on to Rachel by this point. So it should really be an R for Rachel or an S for S club. I was like that's that's poor that annoyed me no continuity there (laughs) um but I uh, talking of the supernatural because I think it it, I think it's maybe Tina that's like maybe you should give her a hobby or free. and when they said the or free, I was like is it gonna be secretly that this girl was a triplet and that's why she's so obsessive and always (laughs) at the door because there's actually three of them and that will be the funny joke but it wasn't (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah don't expect a, a funny twist in this show because you'll be disappointed <laughs> that would have made more sense though how she's like everywhere, everywhere at once
2: yeah and then like they tell her to go away and then she comes back obsessed with the different one i'm like oh it would be the different sister
1: no just charlotte
2: i should have been a writer on this show
1: <laughs> They they go back to the shoot one more time to find that the director has been making a video without them at all. Um, he's sort of replaced them with seven lemons, hasn't he? Just on a table in like some sort of egg cups. I want to see the lemon concept. I, <laughs> I want to see the video. That should have been the end of the episode. We didn't need to see the proper video. No, we needed we the needed the, Yeah, plus a little clip of the video with the jelly.
2: Yes, Yeah. That's what that's what I wanted and they they let us down.
1: Because he tells them that the lemons are more cooperative, more stylish, and more attractive. And he has got a point with more cooperative, mm-hmm. I'll give him that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you know, he what he's saying is mean, but it's not incorrect. <laughs>
1: and they're all obviously fuming Hannah like picks up one of the lemons and he freaks out he's like no you're ruining the video and you aren't even in it and they sort of respond being like no you're ruining our video and you aren't even in it you're just the director how dare you
2: it's just again like just like this could have all been solved with a simple meeting before you signed him on as your director (laughs)
1: Yeah, because Dean was so convinced, wasn't he? Like this guy's the best. He's mm-hmm. a genius. He's clearly had some sort of breakdown since <laughs> the jelly video, because this is not his best work. No, no,
2: it's or, not. Who
1: knows? The lemon video could have been brilliant. We never get to see it.
2: Yeah, that's it. I do think of all of the concepts, the lemon one was potentially the one that would have worked. <laughs>
1: they could have won awards for that. We'll never I mean- know.
2: Think of the Blur music video. Imagine like being the person like, so this music video is going to be about a milk carton. Like you would have <laughs> laughed him out of the room. But that music video is one of the best music videos of all time. So this lemon concept could have been like the one.
1: Yeah, maybe he's right. They they just can't comprehend his art. <laughs> it's it's too it's beyond their comprehension.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Joe tells him that he's sacked, basically, and they're all kind of like well, what are we going to do now? We need to get the video shot by the end of the week. And Joe's like, well, we make it ourselves easy. (laughs) That's how directing works
2: proper easy to make a high quality music video
1: (laughs) yeah it's definitely it's becoming a bit of a thing particularly in this series now that they're getting a bit of success in Hollywood 7 where the band are like we don't need other people we can just do everything ourselves because a few episodes ago there was a whole storyline about them getting a PR person like Dean kind of assigned a PR person to them Mm. And the conclusion was basically, we don't need her. We can do our own PR from now on. (laughs) That was like the the end of the episode, them like throwing their arms in the air, like, yay, we're going to do our own PR.
2: Imagine... I mean, firstly, if they'd kept the PR person, probably would have sorted the director out and they would have known what the concept was and would have been able to rehearse. <laughs> but imagine if this had been around in Twitter era. Like, imagine if this band had been around in Twitter era. The <laughs> chaos.
1: Yeah, S Club 7 should not be doing their own PR. <laughs> Dean has clearly allowed this as well. Dean shouldn't be, like, letting them walk all over him. He needs to get them a different PR person. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like the running joke throughout the season is that Dean is lovable but a bit useless, isn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Although so. he's he's done more for them now than they've ever done for themselves. So, you know, he's got them a record deal. He's making things happen. They're pretty ungrateful about it the whole time. And then they're
2: going to be like, thanks to this record deal in America that's really hard to get and all the help you've given us, but we don't like you because we want to do it by ourselves, so we're going off to Barcelona.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they fire him and are like, we're going to do it ourselves, um, the whole fan subplot gets wrapped up at the house um, because Bradley actually wants to know where she is because he's finally perfected his autograph. Bless him.
2: <laughs> and and it's a very anticlimactic ending to this like riveting supernatural storyline that's gone on through the whole episode. She's just not there anymore
1: yeah she's just gone no drama at all
2: but they start like looking in the bin they look in the fridge and it's like when was she in your house and where was she and also why weren't why didn't we get those scenes i would have loved because there's quite a few scenes at the house just the odd scene of them like opening a door and she's just there would have been great
1: Yeah, we need that deleted scene where she's in Bradley's wardrobe. Yeah,
2: like, why have we not got that? Easily done.
1: This often happens in this show, they'll refer to something that sounds quite funny, and it's not actually in the show. Like, at one point, a while ago, there was a whole montage of people auditioning to be in the band, And it was just really kind of bland. And afterwards they were discussing all these crazy auditions. (laughs) And it's like, we haven't seen any of these. What are you talking about? Why didn't you show us that crazy guy that you're talking about now?
2: I found, like, I know we've not quite got to the end of the episode, but I did find it funny as if almost these were two separate episodes that they just had leftover footage from that were both a bit incomplete. And they were like, let's just shove the two of them together. But it clearly wasn't, the case because they've got the same outfits and then they reference the video while they're talking about this fan but they just didn't seem to intertwine in any way shape or form
1: yeah and the fan is the title of the episode but it definitely gets the least amount of mm-hmm. screen time that happens sometimes with like friends as well it'll be like the one with the something and you're mm-hmm. like wait a minute that wasn't the main plot yeah <laughs> it's quite an arbitrary choice <laughs> Maybe they thought the music video was like a boring title for some reason.
2: Mm, I mean, yeah, it's a shame. I feel like they cut out some good content of this child actress just hiding in bins. Because, yeah, they're all sort of
1: looking around, aren't they? Bradley's like opening all the kitchen cupboards <laughs> yeah. to see if she's in there. I swear Tina opens something that's like the dishwasher yeah. or something like that or the freezer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Joe is the one who's kind of like, oh, she must have just moved on and they're all quite upset they're kind of well, like oh she's not our fan anymore what are you talking about
2: Paul says oh I kind of miss her now she's gone which most interestingly Paul was the only character in the whole episode that has had no interaction with her whatsoever <laughs> or ever been in a scene that's involved her apart from the first one and then he's like oh I miss her and it's like do do you because you've never been there
1: she's just become part of the furniture she's just like a garden ornament (laughs) they've got used to her just they open the window every morning and they're like oh hi charlotte (laughs) and yeah this is the point where it seems like maybe it is a bit of a message for s club fans because Mm -hmm. joe is kind of like oh i'm sure she is still our fan you know it's just she's probably got better things to do than hang around you know with us all day yeah. So, yeah, I did think that was a bit of a, perhaps a message, you know, don't hassle the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the closest this show's ever got <laughs> to an actual sort of decent message for the kids watching.
2: Whereas as the adult watching, I was like, did the child get abducted? Like, does anyone actually <laughs> know she, okay, she could have fallen down a cliff. Like, she clearly has been up to things she shouldn't have been up to. Where are the parents? Yeah, maybe she was just, she
1: was missing for a week and her parents finally found her. Yeah we could have got some shots throughout the episode where they're walking around town and there's like have you seen this child (laughs) posters on lampposts and the band are just ignoring them yeah like yeah she's everywhere (laughs) it's like she hasn't been missing for a week she's just been in our garden day and night (laughs) in bradley's wardrobe (laughs) poor charlotte and yeah the actress doesn't get that much to do but she kind of She acts a lot with her, uh, she does a lot with her face.
2: Just so much awkward smiling and banner waving. And it's like, she just needed like a couple of lines just to be like, I love you, you're great. (laughs) And
1: there's a weird bit at the end of the scene where John is kind of like, oh, I'm bored. And then Joe goes, oh, we're going to shoot our music video now. And he's like, oh yeah. Like they think the people watching at home might have forgotten within about 30 seconds.
2: And he's like, does my hair look good? And it's like, seriously you're just sat on the sofa and you're just gonna go straight to your music video like that
1: (laughs) yeah he says i I watched this a few times and i couldn't figure out what was being said but john goes how do i look and then they all start shouting and it sounds as if tina says like a whore (laughs) but i play i rewound it like five times and i couldn't figure out what else she was saying (laughs) it's just like john goes how do i look and she goes like a whore oh my god i'm gonna have to
2: rewatch it now (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'll put a clip in the episode here, and if anyone can figure out what else she could be saying, let me know because I couldn't figure out what it was unless she's about to say the word horse and it gets cut off for some reason. He is
2: riding a horse, so
1: <laughs> maybe that was the 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 germ of the idea for the mm-hmm. music video.
2: What are you talking about? We got to go shoot a video. Oh yeah! Ooh. Ah. How do I look? Like a horse. Yeah, because then, yeah, we go straight to the music video.
1: Yeah, and that did surprise me, the bit where John is just riding a horse.
2: So I had so many comments on this music video. Like, first, it's very lovely. It's very cute. It's very, you know, summertime feeling. Get them all on a beach. Totally get it. It works. It's simple, but simplicity is key. Mm -hmm. But um, who's filming it? Because there's no crew. And they said they were going to do it themselves, but all seven of them were on screen. So who's the mysterious eighth person and where did they, you know, where did they hire all the equipment, all of this? Um, And then I then got really confused because at one point John is on a horse, which is very, (laughs) you know, how did we not know that John was homosexual you know she's <laughs> telling us everything we need to know and um, but you've got john on a horse then you've got hannah and paul in like a dune buggy yeah then you have hannah on like a, le- a beach bike thing and john on a beach bike thing and just no one else is doing anything fun they're the only <laughs> people that like interact with the beach and i was like did the other like five members or the other four members just utterly refuse to engage with beach games they're like no we're not riding anything or playing with anything so like right hannah and john you've got to, you've got to go do a second thing
1: yeah they were probably like who's up for doing this we need two of you yeah <laughs> hannah seems like she'd be up for that sort of thing and uh which one of you can ride a horse do any of you have any special skills that we haven't seen in the show before
2: that's what it feels like because it's like john looks great on the horse but it just doesn't go but he looks like he's in his own music video yeah, <laughs> it's funny because, yeah, when it
1: starts, I was like, okay, this is kind of what I expected, you know, they're mm-hmm. on the beach, they're sort of, you know, gyrating around on the beach, in some beach buggies, and then suddenly, John on a horse.
2: Like, coming out, but riding through the ocean, like a romantic hero.
1: <laughs> John is definitely in his own music video there, yeah. he's loving it.
2: Yeah, I just thought, I was like, did they get... Films of like Rachel and Joe, like building sandcastles or something, and then they were like, <laughs> "It doesn't work." <laughs> like,
1: it's more child-friendly than the mu- the actual music video for "Natural," where they're on mm. a beach under a waterfall, and the girls are all sort of like writhing around, yeah. and like the boys are like under the waterfall. I think. It, it, when I watched that because I've been watching this tv show when I saw the music video for natural I was like no you're children why are you behaving like this
2: see I did have to because after all the like thing about how the music video concepts are so naff and then they do this one I did go back this morning and watch all of the music videos they released and one of them is them all in a white room and really naff clothing and I'm like oh, you, <laughs> you can't really complain that much
1: yeah especially when the first idea he literally said to them uh some of you are going to be in black some of you are going to be in white and they're like oh
2: my god (laughs) the worst thing i've ever heard but yeah i thought it was very nice i did also though question like you said they were like shimmying by the rocks i was like can they not dance like do they not know how to dance but then when i looked at the other music videos i was like okay in their actual music videos they do know how to dance or you know whatever we used to call dancing back in the noughties but in this one they're just yeah like you say just kind of rocking back and forth and doing some like arm wiggles yeah i think
1: they're at their best when they've got a proper choreographed dance routine because in this show whenever they're just kind of doing their own thing it looks quite awkward like in la7 at one point there was a sort of a sort of r&b-ish song i can't remember the name of the song now but it just seemed very out of place and they were all just kind of swaying and it yeah you could tell that they i think they're most comfortable when they've got a proper dance routine to do because they're still they're very young you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's uh and obviously this is a kids show they're not supposed to be too kind of sexy when they're (laughs) dancing i don't they should have given them something to do a bit more yeah um They've also, they've sort of incorporated a few shots from the other potential music videos, haven't they? And
2: they look really fun. Like, I do think, I was like, these guys look like a group of people that have fun. Yeah, they're having a laugh. I like that they included those a little bit. Mm -hmm. Which is why I was upset we didn't get the lemon. Because have just giving us a lemon shot in there right at the end.
1: Yeah, definitely. I want to see how that would have turned out. I thought also that Paul is, like, squinting quite a lot in the sun yeah. throughout the whole video, bless him. I identified with Paul in that moment. Because <laughs> it's his song, basically. He gets to start it, he gets the first yeah. verse, and he's basically got his eyes closed and it doesn't look deliberate.
2: <laughs> but, you know, it they, they got it made with the mysterious invisible crew and it didn't cost them any money because they our heroes so any any other
1: final thoughts on the episode at all anything that we haven't got to that you wrote down
2: no just that I had a lot of fun watching it and genuinely had to stop myself going and watching other episodes because I was like I won't be able to talk to you about this one if I go and watch (laughs) like the whole season I'll get confused but it like I remember watching it as a kid and loving it and it was such like a vital part of my like afternoon routine that I was like you know what I could happily rewatch all of these over the next couple of weeks. Just like I like to watch something on my lunch break. And it's like a little 20 minute S club seven episode on my lunch break could be just what I need at the moment.
1: Yeah. Go for it. This was quite a fun one. They do vary, um, Mm -hmm. but this was quite a fun episode. I thought, and, Sometimes they can be quite confusing plot wise, but this one was quite straightforward.
2: Which is why I think almost it was too straightforward in that they were just two completely separate plot lines that in no way interacted with each other.
1: Yeah. And then the fan plot line is just like, oh, she's gone. That's over now.
2: (laughs) Music video time.
1: She's returned to her parents.
2: I did like, though, when they did a music video at the end, it's their outfits from the opening credits. I was like, oh, they must have done it all on the same day
1: yeah must have done like, that's well, nice. one one last thing that i should mention is that in the episode before this one there was a whole storyline about them getting a dog and at the end of the episode they still had the dog oh, and no. i predict i predicted that it would never be seen again oh. and sure enough it's not in this
2: episode oh that that's such that's such bad like
1: modeling. It's- so yeah, I think because I think I said at the time I would keep people updated on whether the dog is back at any point, and I'm I'm pretty confident it's not going to be back. I don't know what's oh, happened to the poor dog, but it's not in this episode.
2: That's very poor like behaviour on the part of the band. Don't don't <laughs> let's not be advertising dogs for a day
1: because i think i would have been quite upset by that when i was younger because i could imagine being like oh my god they've got a dog now and then it's just gone after one episode
2: i remember as a kid being constantly confused about the concept of like ongoing tv shows that just drop plots and like Mm. i rewatched all of sabrina the teenage witch over the last few months yeah that that was my lunchtime show just a little episode of sabrina every lunchtime really really takes down the work edge um But there are so many, like, storylines in that show that just disappear after one episode and whole characters that are in it disappear for five episodes and then come back for one and then disappear again. And I was like, as a child, did I cope with this? Because as an adult, I am confused.
1: Yeah, they definitely weren't designed for, like, binge watching, were they? (laughs) Had we just forgotten from week to week?
2: Well, that's I think as a child, you're like, oh, maybe I imagined that episode And you're like just trying to process the world. It's not great for developing our memories
1: great so before we finish uh where can people find you on twitter and is
2: there anything that you'd like to plug like your podcast yeah so you can find me on twitter at claire ellen hope claire without an i Um, and i post any kind of film or tv writing i do there Um, and then i also co-host a podcast called w rated and you can find us at w rated pod and we are watching the 100 worst rated films on imdb (laughs)
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of It's an S-Pod Thing. It was edited by Alex Blondek with music by William Kitchener. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to let us know that we're your number one, please subscribe and leave us a good review.